0: What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. <laughs> Renee Rapp, welcome to Call Her Daddy. Thanks, man. I am so happy to have you here. Every fucking other DM on Instagram is like, please have Renee on, please have <laughs> Renee on. I'm like, I know I want to have her on. Everyone come down, it's going to fucking happen. So I'm so happy that we're giving the people what they want today. I've- Always, let's update the people on how you're feeling. You're a little yeah. hungover. Yeah. What did you do last night? Well, I went. Uh, so there was there was a Spotify uh, party last night because it's Grammy week. I was supposed to go
1: to that. N- well, good thing you're seeing me today, not <laughs> last night. Because sometimes, most of the time, when I get drunk or sober, we like me and my friends always like get in fights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, not with each other, with other people. Oh, okay.
0: Note yeah. to self: Don't run into Renee when I'm <laughs> drunk. No, genuinely, don't actually. Because also, it's not a good representation of who I am so you are like the moment right now i feel like everyone is fucking talking about you you're everywhere i was just telling you before like i'm scrolling on tiktok and every other fucking scroll is you and i told you i'm like thank fucking god it's you though because i actually like you when you have that one person on your algorithm you're like get the fuck off my page bro you're like please leave me alone but actually how does it feel to be where you're at in your career right now i feel like it feels like equal parts exciting
1: and equal parts um scary and also like the biggest part of it is like i just like i talked so much shit my whole life about doing this so like thank fucking god i'm finally doing it because i think like it would have been like really embarrassing
0: if it didn't work out you're saying like you would tell everyone like oh i'm gonna fucking make it i'm gonna be a singer or an actress or i literally like when i was in fifth grade i told my parents i was like i'm not going to
1: college i'm gonna be beyonce
0: where did yeah. you get that confidence do you think i have
1: no idea it's like
0: delusion it's all delusion i genuinely don't fucking know you just like always knew you were meant to be a performer and you loved it 100 percent.
1: i always only ever wanted to do music like that was just like it i was just like i was like writing songs before i could like talk like there's like videos of me like naked <laughs> while i was a child not not meh nah. Um, there's like videos (laughs) of me like, nah, (laughs) you're not creepily, but like, Uh, um, as like a child, like in like a diaper with like a harmonica, like making like what would be like a song and shit like that. And then like writing things.
0: This episode is brought to you by new Garnier Fructis hair filler with vitamin C, G. Many things can damage your hair like heat styling and bleaching, but the all new Garnier Fructis hair filler systems can reverse up to one year of damage to your hair smoothness in just one use, giving you up to 79% stronger hair and up to four times less breakage. And all Garnier products are approved by Cruelty Free International under the Leaping Bunny program. New Garnier Fructis Hair Filler, Pre Shampoo, Shampoo, Conditioner, and Serum are available now on Amazon and at Walmart, Target, Ulta, drug, and select grocery stores. Learn more at garnierusa.com. This episode is brought to you by Prime Video. I am a certified rom-com addict. I love watching movies and shows that are funny and cute and romantic and make me want to cuddle up to Matt, okay? And Prime Video feeds that addiction. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Donald Glover, and Maya Erskine kind of love each other, kind of hate each other, and really love to rip each other's clothes off. Dare I say, better than the original, My Lady Jane, a hilarious, heartwarming, and sometimes steamy historical reimagining of the story of Lady Jane Grey. You can watch both of these and a whole lot more on Prime Video. You can also indulge in even more rom-com classics by adding channels like Max, Stars, and Paramount Plus. Prime Video, find your favorite flirty rom-coms all in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazonprime for details. Okay, so you grew up in Charlotte. Yeah. Which when I was like getting prepared for this interview, I was like, uh-huh. "Why did I think you're like a city girl? Like you come off as like born and raised in New York, and then it, you do give like, a, oh my god, I don't know, maybe you just like give that energy and so I'm like, you. wow, you're from the South.
1: I lie a lot and say that I'm from Charlotte. I'm like technically from outside of Charlotte mm-hmm. in like a town called Huntersville, which is just like Hick. What was your high school experience like? high school was wild for me because my first two years in high school I went to like a a normal high school um and then I transferred to an art school because it's a very like long-winded thing but being that I wanted to be Beyonce and I didn't want to go to college (laughs) um yeah I had to and my parents were like my dad was like kicking me out of the house he was like what the fuck are you doing you don't think you're gonna go to college I was like Bet that. I'm going to show you. And so high school was weird because I was in a regular high school for the first two years and I absolutely hated myself and it just sucked.
0: Why did you hate yourself?
1: Um, I like I was like, such an overly emotional kid always and I still am like a very like hyper emotional person and I just like I think like I come off very hard at least I thought I used to. Um, And I am so sensitive. And so I think, like, the, like, duality of me, like, coming across kind of hard and, like, confident and, like, cool and, like, very chill. And then, like, actually, like, everything fucking hurting me, like, beyond belief was nauseating. And I also had horrible friends. Like, horrible friends. And I had really horrible friends when I was a kid. And so it was just, like, years of, like, me, like, despising who I was emotionally. My friends and my friends' mothers despising who I was. Period. End of that sentence. And it was just, it was just crazy. But then when I switched to the arts high school, I kind of started just like doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was still actually like trash. And like the friends' moms hating me like got what? like ten times worse. Wait,
0: why are these moms hating you? Yeah,
1: let me fucking tell you. So, <laughs> so the theater mommies didn't like me. Mm-hmm. They did not fuck with me. They created a group chat about me. I was told through my friends that there was this group chat that was basically them like shitting on the like high school musical casting process and shitting on the fact that I had da 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 whatever. And I was like, Okay, so grown people are also stupid. Cause I was like I was like, you're forty plus year old women hating on a teenager. Right for your kids' sake, that's embarrassing.
0: I can actually relate a lot to you saying, like, you almost have this, like, really hard exterior, Mm -hmm. but inside you're super sensitive. But I'm assuming you're, like, in those situations like high school, it can be off-putting to some kids of like, why is she so cocky and confident and all this? Where it's like, 100%. I'm I'm having to at times fake it so I believe in myself. Absolutely. But it can be off-putting to other people. 100%. So socially, you're like, I'm just trying to fucking be Beyonce over here. Okay? And trying to get out of Charlotte.
1: Thank you for seeing
2: me. Yes. Yes. But
0: (laughs) I get where like, in those like high school environments, it can be like, very like, well, she's the fucking bitch or she's this and she's that. When it's really like, well, why do you think she, Renee is acting this way? Like, maybe she's yeah. feeling whatever it was. Like, Totally. Well, and also, like, to be clear, like, I don't think it
1: absolves me from ever being a bitch. Because, like, mm-hmm. I can remember thousands of times in, like, school growing up that I was a total bitch. Yeah. Completely. Which I think, like... And, and maybe not everybody feels this way maybe I really am just a bitch but like <laughs> I like can remember like so many things from my childhood that I'm like holy shit I cannot believe I fucking did that or oh my god
0: I can't believe I said that if you had to try to get underneath it like why do you think you have that like anger in you <laughs> I have anger issues of a mood
1: disorder like i just like i i have like my different little like mental health things yeah um but i think like now i understand it so much better right um because i just am i'm so emotional
0: yeah i'm just really 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 super sensitive when you said like you would lie about being from charlotte Mm -hmm. why would you lie about that I, like, resented, like, being from, like,
1: the, like, south so yeah. much. And also, like, where I grew up in Charlotte, or, mm-hmm. t- hello, right. where I grew up in Huntersville
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, is, like, super, like, ass backwards and, like, very conservative. At least it was when I was a kid. And so, like, I just felt, like, very, I was, like, I just really do not fit here. Yeah. I was, like, I do not fit here. Like, I felt like everybody was, like, super, like, fucked and, like, homophobic and, mm-hmm. like, just, like not fun and great
0: and it was just it just like sucked which I feel like then like again makes sense of like that recipe for like you pushing against the grain of what everyone else was doing feeling like you weren't meant to be there career wise and Mm -hmm. also with your sexuality being from the south and having like you're saying everyone being like homophobic when did you start to like explore your sexuality
1: um when I was when I was 14, I, like, was doing a musical. <laughs> and this girl who was the lead of the musical, like, just looked super, like, I don't know. She was just, like, different. Like, she just, she had, like, red, like, spiky hair. And, like, she never wore a bra. And, like, that was so nice to me. That was nice. I was like, that's she's different, you know? Because, like, growing up in fucking Huntersville, like, it was just, like, I was, like damn but yeah she was just like so cute to me and she was much older than me and she carried herself with just like the most like amazing demeanor ever Mm -hmm. of like i felt like she was just like super like fuck it like whatever and i was just like obsessed with her and i figured out one day i went home um because i genuinely and this is like i don't know if this is a bad thing or if it's not, but I, honestly, I was just like so intrigued by her, mm-hmm. and like she never wore a bra, which was amazing. But I was like, I can't, I, I cannot, I cannot stop looking at this girl's boobs. <laughs> like, I like, je, like je, that was the moment that I was like, oh, okay. And I went home and I started full blown crying, had a meltdown. I was like, oh my god, I'm gay. I was like, damn it, I was like, that's crazy because like I had never heard anything surrounding that in a positive light because the one like queer person that I knew in my life is a family member of mine who I really looked up to who got absolutely shitted on by everybody in our family and so all I ever heard was like oh like and she was bisexual at the time they were like oh well she needs to pick a side and like oh well she's you know she just she's whatever whatever you you shouldn't be around her kind of thing like you never know who's gonna like make you gay genuinely and so I had a full-blown panic attack and I was laying in my bed and I was screaming crying which is hilarious in hindsight because like imagine like 14 year old me like screaming crying I'm gay Ah!" you know I was like oh my god and also I was like well gotta pick a side have to be a lesbian so I decided that I would call my friend at the time and I was like hey I just want to let you know um I'm gay. I'm a lesbian. And she was like, oh, I'm, okay. Oh, cool. And I was like, yeah. And I'm, I'm like fighting through tears. But I was like, I just like hated everything about that as a kid. Oh. And so she was like, okay, so do you think you like don't like boys at all? And I was like, no, 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 no. I, I still do. I still do. But I'm, I, I'm a lesbian though. I'm a lesbian. And she was like, mm, I, don't, I don't know about that. And I was like, nah, man, like got to be one gotta pick a side gotta do it so I was like I'm a lesbian she was like I think you're bisexual I was like you're kidding
0: and that was so intriguing to me and then yeah that's so interesting too because I bet Mm -hmm. so many people watching and listening are like Mm -hmm. oh my god I had such a similar experience like this was my sexual awakening and then all of a sudden I remember being in my room and like trying to figure out how I'm gonna handle this because the people around me in my life do not at all like accept anything other than a heterosexual relationship totally how did you tell your parents and how did they react? So, I think like for
1: for a really long time I thought that I just like never like officially had like a coming out thing because I I would always say I was like I just like never really came out because I just felt so incredibly accepted and like and um fine. And I actually think now after like doing like so much work in therapy and also just like growing up and living, you know, away from home and whatever, um, I was just, like, laughed at every time I tried to come out. Like, I, I was just laughed at. So then I, like, never really talked about it. And I had always just said, I was like, I just was one of those people that never felt like they really had to come out. And to be honest, like, I feel like my genuine, like, coming out to my family,
2: mm-hmm.
1: close and extended, has been doing college girls. Because now that part of me – is like on display in a very palatable way, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is also like kind of fucked up in a way that I'm like, yeah, like now I'm like on a TV show and I'm like very publicly like out and accepted as a bisexual woman and on the show, like as a gay woman and a lesbian woman, now like it's like really cool for everybody and everybody's like, yeah, oh my God, amazing. I did not have that same support as a kid. And so I resent it in a lot of ways It's it's still really, really hard because I never like fully will believe that somebody who like treated me like that as a kid is now really accepting of it. I'm like, you just like it now because it's like comfortable for you. And it's like something exciting
0: that you can like romanticize around my life. Now, if you have like a little bit of hindsight, like how do you think that affected how you like viewed yourself worth Like like horribly
1: horribly like the first year doing college girls was terrible really? it was terrible yeah it sucked so bad because at the time i was in a heteronormative relation relationship mm-hmm. and i like hated going to work because i was like i was like i don't think i'm like good enough to be here i don't think like i can be here i don't think i can be doing this and i was like i was like maybe i'm just like trying too hard and then i would like come home and i would psych myself out literally and I will never forget, like I like sat on my like front porch and I like called one of my friends and I was like, I was like, I am straight. I was like, I think I'm just straight. I, ca- I can't do this. I can't do this. And they were like, what the fuck is going on with you? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know, but I can't. And I was just like in a panic constantly. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, <laughs> but I was so freaked out by the idea of like my sexuality not being like Finite or people laughing at
0: me or like me laughing at myself yeah. then I hated the first year of filming. How did you decide to take on a character that plays a lesbian?
1: I was just so... Thanks, man. I, that was the cutest thing ever. Um, I was just so excited when I got the audition, too, because like... I felt like that was again like a part of me that I'd like only like my friends really like knew about. Like I was then like a lot more comfortable with it as I got older. But like I remember like getting that audition breakdown and being so excited because I'd also never been like submitted to audition for like a queer character. And I was like <gasps> I was like, it was so exciting. Right. And so then like doing the job being such a mind fuck was like so scary. Cause also, like, you know, I'm like on a show that like <laughs> there are a lot of men around. There are a lot of men around. There are a lot of gay men around. There are a lot of straight men around. There are a lot of older men around me on set, right? So I'm going through set doing these scenes and I'm also having (laughs) gay men come up to me and be like, so like, are you like really gay? Like you just play? And I was like, oh, and I know that sounds like such a little like frou-frou thing. And I also understand there's like an immense level of like, Difference when it comes to like people who are bisexual specifically also like I'm a cis white woman who is bisexual right like that's also loaded in and of itself Mm -hmm. and I understand that It still really like fucking pissed me off and it made me just like second guess everything about myself and so I felt like I was to no one else's real fault except for like my like formative childhood years and myself I was beating myself up so
0: much. It's like a mind fuck for you probably to be playing a character that's struggling coming out while you're also still struggling with your sexuality and then people are like, Wait, are you actually fucking gay? It and you're was like so crazy. Wow. It was so
1: crazy. And I and I oh I also just like the biggest part of it was like I really like I wanted so badly to do a good job. Mm-hmm. Like, not even really as an actor. Like, yeah, that was, like, a part of it. But I was just, like, whatever. I was, like, if I'm not good at acting, they'll just fire me and that'll be easier. But, like, I wanted to play the role in a way that, like, if I saw it as a kid, it would, like, feel good to me. And so I also, like, wanted to do a good job so bad that I was just, like, so nervous all the time. Yeah. And, yeah, it was, like, it was, like, so much the first season. What is your relationship now with your parents? Um, it's like great now i think like i think it's wild because like i just turned 23 Mm -hmm. so i'm even like discovering like so much about my relationship with my family now Mm -hmm. um my dad is my best friend in the whole wide world and it's so interesting because we like would go at it growing up like go at it and like i was a fucking madhouse as a kid like i was a monster Mm -hmm. and also I was told that I was like to be clear like my family extended family friends like referred to me as like a ticking time bomb like that doesn't feel great as a kid it really doesn't um and also to be like the like girl child in the family and to be like told like you're constantly so dramatic and so emotional and to actually under the surface of all of that like have a massive anxiety disorder um was really crazy But I say I love to say, um, I'm very close with my parents now. And getting out of the house, like, changed a lot of it. um, Because when I did the whole, like, theater thing, right? Like, go to the art school, try to win this, try to win this, and then try to get a job working in New York. And then very luckily, like, did. That's not wood, but okay. And um, (laughs) I'm like, woohoo. I started working in Mean Girls on Broadway. And I was really, really sick. had a horrible eating disorder. And I was laying in my bed in New York, and I remember facetiming my parents, and I was like, "I cannot go to work." I was like, "I can't I can't, I can't do it. Like I can't go to that place. Like I physically cannot be there. This is scaring the shit out of me. Like I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can't put on those costumes, not after everything that's happened, not after changing my costumes, not after this whole thing. Like that was not my decision. I can't I can't be there I'm a kid I'm a fucking kid my parents change their attitude from you're so dramatic to oh holy shit like there are things that are happening to you publicly and you don't have control over them we are
0: flying to New York and we're gonna come and get you wow mm-hmm. yeah I was gonna say like to everyone that doesn't know the full like the timeline of your careers like after high school you moved to new york city and you get the role as regina george in broadway yeah did you get an eating disorder while on broadway i had an eating disorder
1: starting i like now know Mm -hmm. um when i was 10 it started i was like i danced competitively my whole life and it was really like a mind fuck on me Mm -hmm. um and uh it was just bad and then it like changed when I got into Mean Girls because it went from like a binge eating disorder to like I'm not eating at all
0: um and it was re- it was it was really tough when you said they like changed your costumes like what do you mean my costumes were changed and it was not my decision like changed as in like sizing or like the, the actual
1: outfit the actual wanted. outfit
0: that I was wearing
1: so I was in the show and i was just like more curvy than like the other girl who had done it and the other girls who had been in the role and um i was like there was a there was an outfit in the beginning or no somewhere like through the the thing um that was like a corset it's like a halloween thing it was like a corset and like fishnets um and, like, no pants, obviously, because it's, like, a corset, and it's, like, a little da 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 right? So I'm already, like, wildly insecure <laughs> and, like, super uncomfortable. And then um, uh, certain people came to see the show um, who I don't know or work with anymore. And um, then, like, all of a sudden, I, like, got a call from somebody who worked on the show that was, like, Hey, by the way, I just want to let you know we're sending you into these fittings. Um, and we're just going to, like, change some costumes. I'm really sorry. And I was, like really sorry i was like what do you mean and um they're like yeah i know it's just like you know if it's nothing that makes you comfortable then like totally just like tell us and like we can just like go back to the old ones but like we're gonna send you into this fitting and so i was really confused and so i remember calling my mom and being like why did i just get called that like i'm going into another fitting? And i was like this is kind of weird and um she was like no i think it's fine and i was like okay so i go into the fitting and i saw that like they were putting um like a skirt over my corset and stuff and I knew when I got in there I was like oh I know what this is for I was like I know exactly what this is and um because I could tell by the demeanor of the costumers and the people they were like we're so sorry and I was like I was like 19 years old and I was like oh fuck mind you at the time I'm already in the show and getting like horrific messages from people online that's like we didn't even want to be at the show because we saw that your, like, ass was hanging out and da 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 Mind you, I'm, like... (laughs) Then I'm going into interviews as a teenager and, like, the constant, like, thing that everyone is asking me is, like, how does it feel being, like, a curvy woman playing a role and da-da-da-da? I'm like, A, I'm a teenager. B, this is also a wildly loaded conversation because now you're going to say that I am a bigger person then you're also in a weird way taking up space for people who are actually like bigger bodied than mine that should actually have the nature for that conversation in the space but it was it was just like a very fucked up sort of time in my life so they changed my costumes and I went in to go do my like put-in rehearsal um for the show and uh I was the only one in a costume and I like turned around and the whole cast who was amazing uh like everybody like turned around and looked at me and I could see immediately on everybody's face that everybody in that fucking building had known what happened and I wanted to die because they were like oh holy shit and
0: I was like mortified how the fuck did you get through that moment
1: um to be honest everybody around me lied to me and said that uh, it wasn't a problem and it was a thing where they just wanted to highlight my body. <laughs> so it was like also nauseating. But also like the weird thing was I – and not weird, but I didn't talk to anybody about it mm. because it. I know where this whole thing came from and it did not come from like Tina or Lauren or anybody who I love who works on that show and who I'm about to work with again. Mm. Like it came from nobody who – I respected and loved Mm -hmm. and so it was really difficult because I was also then like really battling like being very sick and having to pull out of the show all the time because I wasn't eating at all during the day so I would get on stage and I would like be like shaking and like about to pass out and people would be like oh she's having an anxiety attack let's pull her out for the show mind you I haven't eaten in like 24 hours it was horrible um so yeah every like (laughs) I remember like people who were close to me in my life were just like I think it's just like a thing where they want to like you know highlight your curves and I was like you think I was like I'm pretty sure that like a grown-ass man just like told me that like (laughs) I I'm not a size to be wearing this on a stage but yeah right you're like I'm not a fucking idiot
0: don't insult me like you're already insulting me like I know what's happening yeah when you were living in New York during that time like did you have friends in New York like what was your social Mm -hmm. life like yeah I had I had friends Mm -hmm. um I had friends, but my life, like,
1: really just revolved around work Mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, really revolved around, like, being really sick. Mm -hmm. Like, sadly, like, I just would wake up and, like, try to not eat all day and then go to work and then, like, drink and go
0: home. At what point did you start to feel like you – were recovering or like getting closer to accepting your body and like eating healthier like four months ago and
1: also like never it's a really like it's a really like tough like loaded sort of conversation um because it it changed a lot because I would think that I was getting better but actually I would be getting worse but in my brain I was like it, and this is such a fucked up way of thinking but my brain was going oh you're able to eat less oh you must be like doing better because I associated that with good so it was really really hard um yeah so I feel like a couple months ago but then again like also like <laughs> never
0: <laughs> yeah like how does it because fe- I'm assuming like it, it does it negatively affect you that like you have to watch yourself on screen and like watch yourself like in videos or like is, is that okay like does that trigger um, you
1: I think so. I think I think it negatively affects me. I think what more so negatively negatively affects me are are comments, mm-hmm. not comments online, like comments I receive on set. Those comments I don't like, um, and I don't mean that these are like malicious people coming for me. I yeah. mean that these are things that I've actually probably said to people in the last five years that I can't believe I've actually said that. Mm-hmm. Like I had somebody say to me that like this really like sent me into a fucking spiral. Um, Again they were not trying to be malicious but I was like I was like hey can I please get out of this costume like I don't feel like I can do my best work in this can I just like have some pants or something I'm really mm-hmm. afraid today and I had already been super transparent about like I was like hey I love you I respect you so much I'm really struggling so if I ever um need to change something please know it has nothing to do with your work and it's everything internally for me I just yep. want to be really transparent about that because it'd be unfair if I didn't yeah um and they would just be like, oh, my God, but that, like, looks so slimming on you. And that, like, makes you look so slim. And I'd be on set and I'd be like, Ugh! I'd be like, oh, my God. And I know that they were not trying to be malicious, which is the hard part, right? Because I'm like, I, in this moment, would love to literally slap the shit out of you. <laughs> but i understand where you're coming from because i
0: guarantee i've said that to someone before right you're just like can you everyone stop fixating on my body because i do it enough myself yeah so please shut the fuck up yes with regard to your music career a Mm -hmm. lot of your music is about heartbreak falling Mm -hmm. in love um getting hurt Mm -hmm. what is like the biggest heartbreak you've ever experienced The biggest heartbreak that I've ever experienced is
1: I was like, I was in a relationship and I was like very much in love with someone. And I was really uh, invested. Mm -hmm. And I was really also invested in myself. Mm -hmm. And that made someone in their family very uncomfortable that I was super into my career and that I didn't think my career should make anybody. Like, feel bad. And so, the fucked up part is I started hiding my successes from my partner and their family. Because I knew that if they found out, um, they were not going to be happy with me. And they were going to be like, what'd she get? I've literally gotten that comment before. Wow. And so, that was the biggest heartbreak because
2: I was like, damn, like,
1: I really made myself that much smaller for that long of a time. To make a man comfortable? I was like, am I the antithesis of everything that I would teach
0: my daughter or my child? I was like, holy shit. It was crazy. It's so crazy because I relate to that so heavily and I feel like we're two pretty like strong women sitting Mm -hmm. here and Mm -hmm. like when you're i can relate to that like when you're in it and when you're trying to be successful like you have to full-heartedly believe in yourself like we said even if it's delusional yeah and when you're in a relationship with someone that's trying to make you feel less than or make you feel shame for the good shit you're doing Mm -hmm. you either hide it or you essentially kind of pull back on your career to try to make this person happy but it's like wait what the fuck am I doing I had the same exact situation where I was like I couldn't talk to him about the good things that was happening yeah. because it was like yeah. he's threatened he's jealous he's yeah. insecure and then you don't almost you feel it but you're trying to hold on to it and like micromanage like how can I make this fit 100 and then when you're out you're like what the fuck was I doing?
1: Well, and then the second I was out, like, my entire life changed. Like, mm-hmm. the first – because also, like, mind you, this breakup, I, like – was I hurt? Absolutely. But, like, this happened, like, in the weirdest way. And yeah. so, like, I literally laughed, like, genuinely. Like, <laughs> I remember they are like – They were like, yeah, I just, like – I just don't know. And I literally went – I went <laughs> – I was like, okay. And I hung up the phone. Bye. And <laughs> – And I called my manager. I was like, I just want you to know, this is going to be the greatest motherfucking year of my life. And he was like, what just happened? And I was like, oh, I just, you know, we broke up. But I was like, I feel it, like, in my fingers. I don't know how to explain this, but, like, my entire life, it now makes sense to me. And my manager, Adam, was like, are you you good? And I was like, honestly, no. I was like, I'm actually not okay at all, but I've never felt – better to be myself yeah in my life and it actually was like very real of like the second that I did not have to make someone comfortable and like stay at whatever level of success or um not even success like at whatever level of like hardworking whatever like woman like felt like to them and felt Mm -hmm. like to their family um my entire fucking career changed and that's why This last year has been insane. Wow. Because I was like, I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do and what I did not allow myself to do around you and what you did not allow me to do around you and what your father didn't allow me to do around you. And I will do it incredibly well. And I will look hot as fuck. And you will exist somewhere. Misogyny is a motherfucker because even it's so – what is such a mind fuck is I'm so incredibly like – oh my God, I would go through that entire experience 10 times over again and that heartbreak 10 times over again and that abandonment 20 times over again to be where I am right now. I don't give a fuck. Right. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, if I, if you told me go through that again and then you will be an EGOT, hello, I'm going through it twice with two different people at the same time. Break <laughs> up with me. Leave me. Let's do this double, Let's bitch. do it. Let's <laughs> do it. Run it up. Let's do it again. But, but misogyny is such a mind fuck in and of the fact that I can say that right Mm -hmm. now, yet I still, somewhere in the back of my mind can be like, are you like stepping out of line? Mm -hmm. Like even as, even as I'm saying that. Right. Which is crazy. Crazy.
0: Do some of your exes know that certain songs are about them? I, to be honest, I think I have
1: the kind of exes that I, I think they probably think every song is about them. And I'm like, girl, actually, nothing is about you. Funny enough, I'm like, you're not even on the album. You're not even a thought in the project.
0: I just feel like I have that kind. Maybe I don't. But do you ever yeah. worry though? Like, fuck, maybe I shouldn't put that in because they could think it's about them. Um. So yes,
1: I've started to get out of it recently, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, I think, like. It, obviously like internet culture right accessibility is through the roof and mm-hmm. is crazy and is amazing in a lot of ways um but i always just try to think like would beyonce have taken it out if it came out in 2002 and like the answer is <laughs> like um beyonce just all knows would not have so no i'm not going to
0: exactly becky with the
1: good hair i've only i've only learned from her are you single now Um, I am, I am very happy (laughs) and I am, uh, seeing somebody that makes me like really happy and I feel like very appreciated and I don't feel like I've been made to feel, um, small or like I need to make myself smaller to make them comfortable. Dude, that's great. I'm happy for you. Do you have a type? Um, yeah, so, like, I've dated so many people in the same fucking font. Like, if you went through, like, the roster for 2021, like, let me fucking tell you, the people, the boys, the girls, like, they all absolutely were from the same mother and father. No, like, stop. it is crazy. They're all siblings. And they, all, like, I could, I will show you, like, where, where is my phone?
0: I, I have need, my phone? I need this. Okay. So, let's <laughs>
1: They're all from
0: the same mother and father. Mm -hmm. I love you.
1: This is one person. Which also, this is horrific. (laughs) Oh my god. This is one person.
0: Wait, what? No,
1: no, 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 no. No, but this is one person, right? And and his
0: new girl looks like you.
1: Hello, okay. And then this one. (gasps) Looks like him. Looks
0: like him. And then... Currently? They're brothers, basically. The, well, they look. then currently, well, currently, also I also looks like them. I fucking knew something was happening. The minute you <laughs> walked in the fucking door, I was like, are you fucking friends or are you fucking? <laughs> what is happening? And I didn't want to say something. No, no, I, didn't I appreciate I like, that. Oh,
1: my God. No, I okay, appreciate wait, that. This
0: makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, everybody, everybody looks alike. There was like.
0: Very but pretty. I, I didn't very yeah. pretty
1: but I did have like I did have a phase also where I was only dating blonde women like you and I absolutely would have kissed like 100 percent
0: because that's like your character on sex Lives.
1: yes we still can
0: we can we, it, it's a whole thing <laughs> the internet's like do it do it do, no but yeah partner's like in the fucking room <laughs> <laughs> do it
1: no but yeah, yeah please but it's like I did have a phase where it was all people why that do you like think me. that I'm I'm subliminally a method actor I never thought I would be one of those girls, but I really am.
0: Anything she's going through, I'm going through. I didn't have chlamydia. um, I but did. <laughs> Oh, rip. How has been managing fame and, like, friendships and relationships? Like, how are you dealing with it? The coolest thing is that, like, I...
1: just felt so embarrassed for being so sensitive and so emotional as a kid and now that is literally my job is to talk about how emotional and sensitive I am and though that is sometimes scary and I still get in my head about it um believe it or fucking not um I now have like a community of people around me that actually like celebrate that part of me which is very different from how I was viewed as a kid because I was always made fun of or called a ticking time bomb for that. And so, in a weird way, f- fame has helped me. Uh, I guess that's what a fucking LA sentence of me to say, but it is true. Like, it really, it really has. And I feel very, like,
0: supported. And I also feel very, like, okay is it weird though like how much attention you're getting do you you does it not phase you at all um I've always loved to
1: make shit about myself so like I'm actually cool with it like so a family member of mine would die and that was like a performance opportunity for me like like, I can sing at the funeral and I did I was seven and I sang amazing grace going into the ground amazing
0: grace yeah (gasps) may she rest in peace do you ever get nervous that people are going to group you into the character that you play on sex lives and not focus on who you are individually from that character? I lie awake at night. <laughs> I lie awake and I worried about this before I even existed. Like
1: I, I, I think about the shit all the time. Like I actually, so like for mean girls, like um, Broadway mean girls, not movie mean girls. I almost did not take that job. Like I, said no to that job a couple times because I was so scared. I was like, I don't want to be an actor. Um, I also just to be like super blunt was like, I'm not a good actor. At the time I was like, I'm a terrible actor. Like I'm good at like singing. But um, yeah, I'm always scared of that. Yeah. I'm al- I think about it constantly. Every conversation that I have is surrounding like, does this put me in too much of this way because I have to be seen as this. Because when I'm not seen as this and I'm not seen as a musician, I have a fucking panic attack.
0: How are you different than your character Layton on Sex, Lies of College Girls? So personally, like, I think I have pretty sick
1: style. I think Layton has terrible style. Somebody said that, Um, what was it? Oh, somebody one time said to me in an interview, and I've never been so moved by a comment ever. They were like, Layton looks like if Nancy Reagan was a lesbian. And I was like, Bro, I was like, that is the most accurate shit I've ever heard. Because, by the way, let me be so clear. That would not be a good thing. So we're very different in that way. Um, I fucking hope. Um, Yeah, if you ever see me wearing something that you think would be in her closet, come and punch me square in the face. there's a lot of, like,
0: blazers and, like, turtlenecks? A mock, (laughs) if that. A mock neck? A mock neck, if
1: that. And not in a hot way. I yeah it's just it's just not my personal style Mm -hmm. it's just not my personal style which also I've heard time and time again okay Renee but you're an actor on a show like that's kind of the whole point is like playing another character I'm like yeah this is why I was not supposed to be an actor right I'm like this isn't I'm I was not supposed to do this
0: Do do (laughs) do do you enjoy the show though yeah yeah
1: I enjoy acting. Mm -hmm. I enjoy playing Layton. Mm -hmm. I enjoy like having that. Mm -hmm. I enjoy like getting to be with Aaliyah, who is my best friend on set every single day. Like imagine like you have to to go to work and you're on set for as many as like 18 hours and you have to be with your best friend. And so if anything goes wrong, your best friend is there with you because you're in the same situation. That
0: is a godsend. That is fucking great. I do have to wear those tweed sets though. Okay, love the show, but I fucking love your music. Thanks, dude. Congrats on the release of your new album, Everything to Everyone, Thanks. Deluxe Edition, which is out now. Everybody go listen. Yeah. What is your favorite song on the album and why? My favorite song is In the Kitchen. Me too. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Thanks. My favorite song is In the Kitchen.
1: Um, So I started the song in february of 2021 and i was in my house and i was just like at my piano and i started just like playing and i was like basically i was just like getting told a lot that like i wasn't writing deep enough Mm. and as i'm sure you've seen i'm quite feisty so i was like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so let me fucking go
0: there then like you want it here another one of my favorite songs is too well thanks and i was just wondering yeah are you down to perform today
1: i would be incredibly happy to perform today
0: Let's do it. Okay. I'm gonna listen this is, uh, here for the record. Our first time ever playing this song. So. Yeah. Okay. Tell me when I
1: am allowed to begin you, speaking.
0: You begin whenever you want to begin.
1: Okay. Hey, daddy. Hi. So here's the thing. We'll do two well. Okay. For you. Yeah, Thank you. Only for you. Thank you. Um. Yeah. Let's uh. Two well. Let's run it up.
2: Okay. Go, girl. Today I woke up in a good mood for once The first time in six months I don't hate you as much You weren't there in my dreams I could finally sleep It felt good, but it sucks I don't hate you as much It's easier holding a grudge I'd rather be angry than crushed I'm doing too much I'm back where I started again Crying and calling my friends This shit never ends I get so sick of myself Can't stop overthinking I heard you're happy somewhere else But I don't forget to well I get so sick of myself Can't stop reminiscing I heard you're happy somewhere else but I don't forget too well I still see your face I hate hearing your name What a wreck, what a shame I'm replaying that day You called me at eight Two weeks on a break Just to ask for more space You're my biggest mistake It's easier holding a grudge I'd rather be angry than crushed I'm doing too much I'm back where I started again Crying and calling my friends This shit never ends mm. I get so sick of myself Can't stop overthinking I heard you're happy somewhere else But I don't forget to out. Well. I get so sick of myself Can't stop reminiscing I heard you're happy somewhere else But I don't forget to help I get so sick of myself Can't stop overthinking I heard you're happy somewhere else But I'm with Alex Cooper and call her daddy And I don't give a fuck where the fuck you are, motherfucker Mmm <gasps>
0: This is amazing. Yeah. Okay. Okay, fine. Are we ready? Right. I'm good. Whenever you guys are ready.
1: Okay. This is
0: Bruises. Um,
1: I don't know if you even know why this song is written, and I will reveal myself right now. Please. Um, So Bruises, obviously I will do it, but it's a very um, sentimental song about feeling like all my friends make fun of me. Hmm. The origin story of Bruises, babe, I'm so sorry. The origin (laughs) story of Bruises is because... I was seeing this girl and <laughs> I was staying in my friend Thomas's apartment in New York. And I basically said to Thomas, I was like, guess what I did? And he was like, what? And I was like, I fucked her on your couch. But I thought, you gotta understand that I didn't go to college. So I thought, I was like, oh, this is gonna be like a bonding moment. <laughs> like, you know, if like your friends are like in college, like if, if my friend came to me and was like, I like had sex with this person on your couch. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'd be like tell me how it went. He, that it, it like wasn't received that way, which I now get in hindsight. Like that's super weird, but I just I don't know. I was like I hadn't seen a girl in a while either, and so I was just so excited. I was right. like, ah, I was like this is so cute. And um, they didn't think that was like funny or cute, and I get that. I really do get it. And so I wrote bruises. <laughs>
2: I, I know, no, no, no.
1: So they were making fun of me that night. And they were like, Renee, apologize to Thomas. And I was like, guys, what? <laughs> I was like, apologize for what? And they were like, for having sex on his couch. And then saying it in like a confident manner. And I was like, you guys are so mean to me. And I was like, my friends just, ugh, they just make so much fun of me. And, and that's why I wrote Bruises.
2: So sad. i spent 22 years of my life trying not to freak out trying not to be needy i go through six different moods at a time i'm happy then losing my mind quick transition to crazy It's not fair, I've got acetone for veins I'm so sensitive, just one touch and I feel pain All my friends make sweet fun of me I guess it's funny but the truth I bruise easily And sure I'm down to be the joke Metaphorically though You could flip me inside out and they would show Black, purple and green, yeah Bruce easily I've spent 365 days And 52 weeks in my brain Going over the same thing That girl said when in fourth grade I take everything personally I've always hated that about me I've tried to be cool and chill But it's not fair I've got acetone for veins I'm so sensitive. Just one touch and I feel pain. All my friends make sweet fun of me. I guess it's funny, but the truth I bruise easily and show I'm down to be the joke. Metaphorically, though, you could flip me inside out and they would show black, purple, and green, yeah. Boozy bruise easily I bruise, I bruise easily Black, purple, and green You hurt me, oh I bruise, I bruise easily Please don't fucking swing It hurts me, my friends make sweet fun of me But the truth I bruise easily And sure I'm down to be the joke Metaphorically though You could flip me inside out and they would show Black, purple and green Yeah, I bruise easily
0: fuck yeah Renee what the fuck thanks dude you are so fucking talented I cannot thank you enough for coming on call her daddy the world is gonna lose their shit but I was the first one to lose my shit because it's an honor to have you on the show this is the most fun thing I've done in
1: 25 years and I'm 23
0: stop this is the best I love you thank you dude
1: thank you I love you so much thank you princess thank Thank you